Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts, information for and about veterans. Today, host Bill Hodges has a conversation with Jonathan Esteban, Chief of the Performance Improvement Health Administration Service at the James A. Haley Veterans Hospital in Tampa, Florida. If you have ever wondered where the information went when you filled out a VA questionnaire or submitted one of the comment slips around the VA hospital, then this podcast is just for you. You're about to meet the person in charge of tabulating this information. The Performance Improvement Group processes all of the comments and suggestions. They don't just fall into a deep, dark hole to be forgotten forever. Quite the contrary. The VA actually solicits ideas from VA patients and their families on how the various programs could run more smoothly. You'll hear about how your input can be effective in helping them serve you. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges. Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner Radio. By the way, every Veterans Corner Radio, we tell you to have a pencil and paper ready because there's really going to be some things you're going to want to write down. The other thing is, it's always great to have more than one person listening. So if there's someone else in the house, have them come in and listen also. Today, we've got a guy that's going to answer a lot of questions for you. One of the things I've always wondered about is that I get these surveys from the VA asking me how I like this or how I like that or what see what I like to see changed. And I often wonder if those are going in the dumper somewhere. But this fellow that's coming on today with me assures me that that's not the case, that things are done. And his name is John Esteban. John is the chief performance enhancement person for the James A. Haley Veterans Hospital in the Health Administration Services. John, it's really great to have you on the show. And you're the guy that's going to assure us that if we do fill out things, send you back suggestions, somebody's going to look at it, right? Absolutely. It's good to be here today. Thank you. Let's look a little bit at your background. It's kind of interesting. I've known you for a while now, and you have a very varied background. Absolutely. I have done uh, 10 years in the military, got out of the military after my ninth deployment, uh, came to Florida from Germany and spent 23 years total in Germany uh, to come over here and uh, join the uh, Tampa VA. I've been with the VA for 16 years now. I started off as a special mode driver, uh, picking up patients and bringing them into their appointments. Uh, eventually... Really? Yeah, absolutely. I got promoted to a, uh, a lead driver and a dispatcher and then to the transportation supervisor. Uh, eventually became one of the VIS and fleet managers underneath facilities management. And then I moved over to the health administration as the chief of beneficiary travel and veterans transportation service, also known as BTS. Uh, and then about two years ago, I took over as uh, chief of performance improvement, uh, which I have been ever since. I just had cataract surgery here recently 
And I was able to have one of the drivers come and pick me up and take me to the hospital for the surgery. That's a wonderful thing. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we try to provide uh, as much assistance to the veterans as we can. You know, a lot of this is dependent upon eligibility. And, you know, that can be quite confusing to veterans uh, in themselves. You know, a lot of veterans feel that, you know, we're all veterans and we all should be able to get that service. You know, unfortunately, <laughs> there are certain, you know, regulations and policies that we do have to follow to make sure that we are utilizing those government funds correctly. Congress got involved. And anytime Congress gets involved, it will get convoluted. Absolutely. Tell me, I know what performance improvement is, but how does it reflect in what you do at the VA? So performance improvement is kind of a neat little position that I have here. Now, most VAs have the same position. Their jobs and people that they employ uh, may be varied in uh, what they have. You know, as far as we have, we have you know, our ad packs, which deliver access to everybody across the VA. Uh, we have my program analysts that are running reports and doing audits. Uh, we have clinical profilers that are building all of the clinics in the background. And this is program building. So a lot of HTML coding, a lot of old Vista reading language. Uh, and then, of course, I have my master trainers that are training everybody in the facility on efficiency, appropriate scheduling, providers on what they need to do with like return to clinic orders and consults. So what PI will bring to the table is we don't just run these reports. We don't pull just data analytics. You know, the title performance improvement says and all. We're looking at a process and we're checking things through like trend analysis and looking at things in comparison to not only other facilities, but outside the hospitals as well, outside of the VA enterprise. Uh, we look at anything that could be going wrong, something that may be uh, lacking, maybe a backlog or something like that. And we try to look at the data to see not only what we can do better, but how we can make it more efficient, more time uh, effective, more cost effective, and a better experience for the veteran overall, still following the policies. Now, we have a lot of wiggle room for a lot of innovation and implementation. And I think that this is where we have a very special duty here within the facility to make sure that we are doing things the correct way, but keeping up with the ever changes that we do have. As a user of the facilities, if I have an idea that I think would be a good thing to be done, overall, not just for me, but for everybody, you know, everybody thinks, well, well I, I really need this for me. But if it's something that people really want to get to you with and let you know they have an idea, is there a way for them to come directly to you? Absolutely. I, I get, uh, you know, patients and veterans and family members that come to me all the time. You know, they can contact me through, you know, the main facility. They can contact me through public affairs or volunteer services. There's many different ways that they can contact me. And we do get a lot of suggestions from various different ways. We do have some separate committees that are here at the VA, such as the VFAC, which is the Veterans Family and Children. We do have the Veterans Experience Officer, uh, which is hosted by Robert Lynch and his crew. And we do meet at the facility with volunteer services and some other departments in order to look at performance enhancement and performance improvement, process improvement, and looking at things where we can take suggestions. And it's not just even with the veterans itself. Our own employees have their own suggestions. We have some things that Ms. Tate has, who is our assistant director, who has implemented the Sunny Solutions idea. And, you know, when employees are putting in these suggestions, especially suggestions that come from even outside veterans that they're seeing may help the facility and help the veterans. We put these through Sunny Solutions and we can follow the process through, whether it becomes a project or not, into a full implementation. I think it's interesting. You have a strong management background, but you also have an IT background. 
Absolutely. So I've done a lot of IT program building in, in the background. You know, I have learned a lot on the job training here because the specifics of the programs that we are utilizing can be variable, can be kind of difficult at times. So even myself, who are managing all of these programs, can definitely understand how hard it can be for the veterans themselves, uh, even with my IT background of building these programs. But being in an IT background helps give me the opportunity to look at it, not just from a standpoint of an employee at the VA, but as a veteran itself and as a user to see how can we make this more efficient? How can we combine things, condense things, and make it into an all-in-one as a user format that is something that is very easily uh, utilized and you know veterans can actually look forward to using because it helps them adapt to what they want from the VA. What kind of challenges did the pandemic throw at you? Oh, there was quite a few. So, you know, as we were seeing everybody face to face and, you know, we, you know, we're trying to get everybody in as quick as possible. We do look at access consistently. Uh, you know, we have a lot of different committees like the Access Steering Committee. You know, we definitely want, you know, the business of all the veterans that we can to make sure that everybody gets seen in a timely and orderly fashion according to what they also want to have done and what time frame they want to be seen. So with that being said, you know, during the pandemic, it caused a lot of shift and changes when the hospital closed down and we started to see the veterans uh, virtually or over the telephone. Uh, this caused us to ramp up that virtual uh, video connect modalities to where we had to build these clips. We had to see how we could kind of stagger them along with some of the face-to-face when we started integrating those back in. Uh, the facility went into different kind of phases, phase one, phase two, phase three. And we definitely wanted to make sure that the veterans got the care that they needed and there was no lapse in care. So there was a lot of attention to detail with this. And currently right now we're you know, managing the vaccine clinics that we have. And you know that's been something very different because we're looking at dose one and dose twos, especially on how the vaccine clinics are not only built, but making sure that the veterans receive it on the time that they're supposed to receive it. So things have changed a little bit from the actual pre-COVID to what is now what we call post-COVID to where things are becoming into a more social norm. I think one of the things that's really a misconception on a lot of the public is that VA is a follower rather than a leader in medical care. And as an example, Dr. Carrico, who was my doctor at the time, was one of the leaders in telemed. And I did a lot of telemed with her just as a subject. And all of that facility was already set up and ready to go when we hit this pandemic, where you could immediately switch over and start doing the telecare that we get now, which is very, very good. Absolutely. So it's funny that you mentioned Dr. Carrico. I've actually recently changed my provider to be Dr. Carrico as well. Oh, you love her. I love her to death and I work with her on a daily. And as a matter of fact, right before this call, I actually was on a call with her. We're trying to ramp up some nurse screening discontinuation efforts to remove the nurse screening appointments and make sure that the veterans get a better appointment system with the nurse and the provider. So Dr. Carrico has led the nation, not just the Vizin or, you know, Tampa in telehealth care. Prior to COVID, you know, she tried to uh, sell the idea of the BBC and some of them took it. But with the COVID pandemic coming through, we had no other choice except to see those veterans. And that's where it was kind of the right place, right time for that business. We were able to utilize that platform. I'm on all of the BBC committees. Uh, I'm the one that builds all the clinics that are in the background. I help manage them, help teach the schedulers, teach the providers how to use it. So it's been really, really good to utilize these different platforms. And of course, there are certain people that you know may have some problems with technology or things like that, but we have coaches here that can help everybody and assist them. I actually did my first VVC visit 
not too long ago with Dr. Carico, and it was a great visit. And I actually have a physical therapy one coming up, which is going to be very interesting. And that will be interesting how they can lay hands on you from a distance. Absolutely. <laughs> I had Dr. Carico for a period of years. I absolutely loved her. And when the new clinic opened up at Sohi, she said, I'm going to send you down to Dr. Mossop. Let her have you for a while. And absolutely. Dr. Mossop's great too. She's a wonderful lady. The care I've gotten from the VA has been great. And a lot of it, I think, probably is from that performance improvement that's continually happening there. And a lot of people don't see that in the background. I hear it. And, you know, let's be completely transparent. You know, a lot of veterans can be bitter about what they're getting. They see the VA as a whole instead of exactly the services that we can provide. Just like a lot of people during the war, they saw... Uh, us as soldiers, they saw us as the president at the time. And instead of looking at what we were doing there, what we're called to action for, and what each one of our own thoughts were. So, you know, I can tell you that there's been a lot of misunderstanding and misinformation. And that's the things that I wanted to get out. That was my trek during my beneficiary travel days was, you know, I saw the anger and the upsetness about travel claims and people not understanding. So I set out on a trek to provide information and education to all of them, which included the new patient orientation. For the veterans that were coming in, I gave an hour block on travel and special mode transportation. So that way it helped them understand. And then, of course, I gave them outlets. Now, we use different types of platforms. And, uh, you know, one of those platforms are Gov Delivery. So make sure that you do check your emails because we utilize this system in order to get pushed out information to you guys, especially with changes. We also use social media. So James A. Haley has a Facebook page. Uh, we post a lot of stuff on there. And then we have other various methods. So as you know, and there's some of the other things that I wanted to talk about towards the end of the call, but one of those things are utilizing some of the automated platforms. We have VAOS, which is VA online scheduling, where you can either request an appointment or directly schedule, depending if the clinic is set up that way. We also have vet text, which is a very big thing. That's where you get a text reminder on your phone. I manage all of vet text. We also have built some new things into the background, such as the virtual check-in. So when you arrive to the Tampa VA and you, you text 53079, you text the word here, it triggers it to go to the uh, clerk and they will respond back to you while you wait in your car and they'll let you know when it's safe to come in, thus minimizing that many people being in the facility. And so we can increase that social distancing. Also to bypass the screeners, you can also text the word screen to the same number and you can bypass the screeners by answering some of those questions. Oh, now we really? also have... Absolutely. And we also have things like audio care. This is where we now have the uh, method to call you and tell you about your appointment or send out specific blasts. Hey, this is a COVID vaccination. And most likely you'll probably hear my voice on many of those because I do a lot of the voiceovers for those. So there's a lot of different platforms for veterans that they don't know about. But I will tell you, go ahead. Before we leave that piece on notifications, I get all kind of notifications but it'll say, I've, I have an appointment at James A. Haley on a particular date and time, but it doesn't say where. Correct. So some I of the, need that, and a lot of older vets need that too. They need to know where they have that appointment. Just something to trigger in their mind, oh yeah, it's allergy, or it's, it's uh, dermatology, or it's podiatry. That would be a huge thing to add to that, rather than just a list of dates and James A. Haley or so high. So here's some things that people don't know. We do try to take every measure to protect every veteran that we have here through HIPAA and making sure we're not giving out, you know, wrong information or things that people don't want to see. So as an example, with vet text, you'll get a, a general reminder stating you have an appointment on this day at this time. When you opt in, it will give you an option to opt in 
to see further details. When you do that, you'll be able to get the further details about that appointment. Now, let's say you get a call from Audio Care. The same thing goes there. So you can opt in through the numbers that are given to you to get further details on your appointment. And of course, you can call the clinic. Now, let's talk about My Healthy Vet. My Healthy Vet is where you're going to get all of that information. I love that. Goose is a great guy. Goose Goslin is a wonderful guy. And you know what? It is a great platform. But again, you'll only see general information until you opt in to get the higher uh, version of My Healthy Vet. Now, it's not something that you have to pay for. It's just something that you have to request. So that way you can see more detailed information about your appointments. So we do have the means to send this to everybody to include things like the postcards that I'm also in charge of, those little perforated cards that you get in the mail. Mm -hmm. So we have ramped a lot of this down, you know, during the pandemic because we were busy building clinics in the background. A lot of veterans said, well, I'm not getting an appointment reminder. It's not that we're not trying to get that to you. In order for the reminders to go out to their patients, we have to make sure that the clinics are built first because they're attached to the clinics. And then once they're built, we have to make sure they're built correctly. And then, of course, we have to make sure that appointments are converted on time because you got to remember, we have face-to-face appointments. Now we're moving all those face-to-face appointments over to a BBC or a telephone. And those have to be converted before those appointment reminders can be sent. So it's a big process, nonetheless. We're just about a minute out. Time has flown on this particular program. Is there one last thing that you'd like to share with the audience? I would. There's a couple things, and I'll make it fast. One of those is, you know, please understand we have a lot of different things here. Know your systems. Know the platforms that you're looking for. Know that we do have coaches and know your resources. One of those biggest resources that are underrated that I used to talk about in Benny Travel was your social worker. Everybody has a social worker. And I've talked to vets who said, I don't have a social worker. Every veteran does. All you have to do is contact your primary care team and ask to speak to your social worker and they'll be in contact with you. All social workers know about all these platforms, know how to get you in the correct location, regardless if it's an appointment, travel, communication, or anything. I will tell you, try to do your best to arrive on time. Though it's scary, and I know sometimes people feel like, you know, they can't get here, we will see you. But doing so gives slots to other veterans and gives them the time they need. Last but not least, you want to make sure that when you are looking at some of these things that we have, like the telephone lines, and you're you're very angry with that, you want to make sure that you can put in some suggestions to us, and we'll get to you as soon as we can. There are many different platforms that you can use, and we will definitely make sure that we get to you. John, I think we need to do another show on how to get that information to you and all the different ways that people can get information. And we'll come back. My guest today has been John Esteban. John is the chief of performance enhancement in the health administration services department at James A. Haley. John, thank you for being on the show with me. I appreciate it. And we'll look forward to having you back. Thank you. It's a pleasure. I look forward to it. Ladies and gentlemen, you're unique, you're special, and you're great. Tell yourself so often because you are, you know. And we'll talk to you again on Veterans Corner Radio. You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner. Here's a quick final thought. If you're enjoying these podcasts, why not take a minute to subscribe or mark Veterans Corner Radio as a favorite? It's easy, and you'll be set to be among the first to find out when new podcasts are published. And thanks again for listening to Veterans Corner Radio.